What types of strength training are there? Is weightlifting good for losing weight? Which muscles should I exercise and for how long? All that and more on this episode of The Healthiest You. Three in five adults do not participate in any muscle strengthening exercise, according to a study by the American Journal of Preventative Medicine. That's a significant number of people missing out on this important kind of exercise. So, Mike, I have to ask you, what's your workout routine looking like these days? Yeah, I tell you, Steph, uh, with all the weather hot outside, I've kept up the routine I had through winter, sitting on a couch and eating chips. Uh, no, actually, no, I do. That's tr- not true. <laughs> I do try to get to the gym at least three times a week, uh, and then the other two times I do something at home. Uh, and right now, it's just mostly walking. But I've had to add some strength training as well. How about you? What are you doing these days? I'm doing a lot of walking. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to get to the gym as much, but I'm making up for it in the miles that I'm putting on the the sneakers. And also, my family and I are spending a lot of time at the pool. So I think that more than makes up for the fact that I haven't necessarily gone in and done strength training. Well, we're here with advice on strength training to keep you fit and healthy. Joining us is Brielle Wida exercise physiologist with LVHN Fitness. Brielle, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, Brielle, I got a question for you right off the bat. What exactly is strength training? Sure. Strength training is a form of exercise utilizing external resistance to improve your muscular fitness. So resistance training benefits everybody. As we age, especially, it is vital to incorporate resistance training into our routines to combat the loss of muscle mass as we age. So resistance training helps build strength to achieve our day-to-day tasks, whether that's in our job, opening a tight pickle jar, Uh, Carrying a laundry basket, walking up flights of stairs, standing for long periods of time, all while protecting our bones and joints from injury. So are there different types of strength training? There are. So I'll go over um, muscular hypertrophy, muscular endurance, circuit training, maximum muscular strength, and explosive strength. When we overload our muscles with resistance, our muscles undergo micro tearing. So recovery allows our muscles to repair the micro tears that build up as we are working out those muscles. So over time, the adaptation of this repair process leads to increased muscle mass called hypertrophy. And you have to quite literally break down the muscle in order to build it back stronger. Then we'll talk about muscular endurance, which defines the ability of our muscles to sustain repetitions over and over again against that resistance without needing to rest. So if you think of cardiovascular endurance, you might think of walking or running. So muscular endurance is very similar in the fact that um, you have to repeat the movements for an athlete, for example, movement in a sport, running, um, shuffling, climbing. But muscular strength measures the intensity and muscular endurance improves the length of the action repeated over time. However, both are very, very important for our muscles. Then we'll talk about maximum muscular strength. We can test that through rep max tests. There are tests called one rep max, and that is determining the greatest amount of force that a muscle or a group of muscles can produce in one full repetition with good form. So if you think of a squat, for example, how much weight can you load onto the bar to complete one squat with really good form at the best of your ability? Um, so to train to do this one rep max test, we would want to train at a higher weight, lower repetitions, 
um, meaning we're finding a resistance where it's kind of difficult to reach four to eight repetitions. They're challenging to achieve. We should always want that to happen gradually to avoid injury. We wouldn't want to go ahead and add huge plates to the barbell. We would want to slowly work our way up to eventually find that one rep max. And then we'll talk about circuit training. Um, circuit training is great to build both muscular strength and stamina. We use this type of training in a lot of our fitness class formats because they're great types of workouts for people with limited time or limited availability. A circuit involves a variety of different exercises, maybe in the range of eight to 12 different movements completed sequentially for either time, like 45 seconds or repetition, like 10 repetitions, and repeating quite a few sets of that circuit. Finally, we'll talk about explosive strength, and that's important for a lot of athletes especially. So if we think of a gymnast, for example, if a gymnast lacked explosive strength, they might not be able to do a round-off backhand spring back tuck sequence or vaulting. So explosive strength is the capacity to quickly increase force. You can train explosive strength by doing box jumps, broad jumps, skaters, or medicine ball slams, just to name a few examples. Uh, listen, Brielle, you look like you're in great shape. When you're exercising, do you focus on one type of training or do you a combination of them to really get the maximum out of everything? Most people find a routine and stick to that routine because it's comfortable for them. It generally involves maybe a bout of cardio in the beginning or at the end of their session, and they'll do some strength training maybe in between. Combination um, of different types of exercises is a really smart approach. And of course, switching up a routine while keeping the staple exercises is really good too. And how often should an adult strength train, and I'm assuming that an adult would be anyone 18 and over, how often should an adult strength train and for how long? You are correct in the age range. So the American College of Sports Medicine guidelines for strength state that adults from healthy adults um, ages 18 to 65 should perform activities that maintain or increase muscular strength and endurance at least two days per week for all muscle groups. So if you only have two days a week to dedicate, you can do full body exercises. Or if you have multiple days a week that you can be doing this, you can kind of um, separate and hit all muscle groups on opposite days. They should not be consecutive to allow your muscles to recover and repair. Like we talked about with hypertrophy, you want that recovery time. If somebody is working out more frequently on consecutive days, like I said about alternating the muscle groups, maybe you do upper body one day, lower body the next, cardio on the next day. However, somebody wants to separate it is completely up to them and, and the time that they have to dedicate. And also just because the American College of Sports Medicine puts the adult age ranges from 18 to 65, it doesn't mean anyone outside of that range won't benefit from strength training. It should just be cleared by a physician prior to exercise to ensure safety. Um, for children, you should wait till they almost hit puberty to get them on any strength training machines. They're not really built for children, but they can definitely be doing body weight exercises. They can get involved in sports. And then of course, over age 65 doesn't mean that they're not an adult anymore. It doesn't mean that they've hit the senior range, but they can definitely still do exercise and strength training, but it would just be wise to get cleared by a physician first. Just to touch on aerobic training briefly, I know we're talking about strength training today, but healthy adults in that age range should participate in moderate intensity aerobic exercise for at least 30 minutes, five days a week, or vigorous aerobic intensity for a minimum of two days per week. 
Um, I got a question for you. Now, first of all, you went back to this whole, you tear the muscle, rebuild. So there really is something to this phrase, no pain, no gain. That's like a real thing because you're, you're tearing the muscle, it rebuilds and it gets bigger. So I'm wondering when I get to, when I get home, get some equipment, is there any equipment I should get? Well, have you ever been on a trampoline before? Those are really good exercises. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I won't ever tell anyone that they have to buy equipment, but there are definitely a lot of options out there now. So if you're going to purchase a set of dumbbells, I recommend purchasing a heavier set and a lighter set. So what feels challenging or good for your upper body might feel a little bit easy for your lower body exercises. I'll tell you what worked for me when I primarily exercised at home. I have some resistance bands at different thicknesses, making some easier, some harder. They just hook over the door so they're super easy to mount to the wall. I have two sets of dumbbells, like I just said, a heavier one, a lighter set. I had a mat for anything that I wanted to do on the floor. I had a jump rope and a BOSU ball. Um, Those are really nice options, but there's also good suspension trainers out there that hang over the door too. And those are really good for full body workouts. Um, You can also separate those into multiple days if you wanted to do upper body one day, lower body the next. And you can even do some different cardio activities with the suspension trainers as well. And they require very minimal space. So they're really nice for the home option. Then of course, there's always the option for equipment that you already have, which is your own body. So your body weight exercises that you can do like squats or lunges or push-ups, jumping jacks, they can be done anywhere and they can still provide a great challenge by increasing your sets or reps with those. That sounds so much better than what I was using when I was trying to virtually train and I had like soup cans and rubber bands. I think the only (laughs) thing I had that you've mentioned was the mat uh, and uh, I didn't even use that correctly. So thank you for the advice. Um, How do I get started? I advise anyone who is new to exercise to schedule with an exercise physiologist um, before they begin. This will ensure that you're starting at a level that will challenge you to work towards your goals without overdoing it and becoming discouraged because we do see that a lot with people who want to start on their own and they don't know where to start. So they try to mimic what people are doing in the gym and then it's either too much for them that it, it discourages them from coming back or um, they just feel like they will never get to that level. However, if you are ready to just get started on your own, start with exercises like sit to stands before you progress to squats, which you would do before you progress to weighted squats. Um, Starting with incline push-ups, maybe with your hands on a table or a bench before you lower yourself and lower your hands to the floor. You want to start with body weight or lighter weight exercises until you feel comfortable in your own form and capabilities, but you just want to start. Um, Body weight or lighter weight will be a really good option from um, discouraging you. But you always want to incorporate a dynamic warm-up to get blood flowing and muscles warm before you jump into the resistance exercises. Now we all know about aerobic exercise you can do at home. What kind of strength training exercises can I do at home? Sure. So like I mentioned before, if we're talking about body weight, we can do squats, lunges, push-ups, step-ups. If you have stairs in your house, you can do planks. They're all really good. Again, just using the equipment that is your body. But if you don't have equipment and you want to add variety, you can use the soup cans. You can grab two gallon jugs. You can fill them with water or sand. And the way that you could even um, change the amount of weight in them is by putting a little less water or sand or more water and sand just to kind of make sure you're using the weight that is challenging to you. You could do bent rows, deadlifts, bicep curls, shoulder presses, and kneeling chops for your core without actually purchasing dumbbells or kettlebells. Let's talk about sets and repetitions. Is one set or multiple sets better? And how many reps should I be doing? 
So repetitions of exercise should be completed in a set and two to four sets total should be completed. If we're talking muscular strength training, six to 10 repetitions with a challenging weight could be completed for two to four sets. For muscular endurance training, somebody may use lighter weight or body weight and do maybe 15 to 30 repetitions for three to four sets. So they're the higher repetitions because we're working at a lower weight for that endurance as opposed to that maximum strength that we were talking about earlier. This can also be done with time. So if you're not one of those people that is good at counting in their head, like me, you can do things for time, like 40 seconds on, 20 seconds recovery for a few sets. And it's okay to start with one set of something, but consistency and repetition will be beneficial over time. All right, let's talk about this, building the muscle up. I want to get to the point where I flex and my shirt rips off my body. How do I get there? (laughs) What are you laughing at, by the way? I'm very close. (laughs) That'll take us back to that point of hypertrophy. We really want to be working um, towards strength training, using weights that's challenging to you. But again, the consistency is key here because over time, your muscles will break down and they will adapt and start to rebuild those micro tears to get stronger. Mike, as long as the first time you rip your shirt open is when you're in the studio, because I got to witness that. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not so sure about that. Um, how do I know which muscles to work on and when? So if you're in a routine and you're working out twice weekly, completing a full body workout, like we talked about earlier, if you have that limited time, hit all of those muscle groups on each day that you're working out those two days, three days, because then you have the time in between. So maybe you would do some leg exercises, focusing on your quads, hamstrings, and glutes in that same workout, Um, a back exercise, chest exercise, shoulders, hitting the biceps and triceps, but you'll want to focus on that core stability. So ab exercises don't necessarily have to be overcomplicated. If you brace your core as you exercise, you focus on breathing and stability, you'll be working your truck trunk effectively. If you're working out multiple days each week, I would recommend having a workout split where the focus is on different muscle groups each day. But all in all, just don't overcomplicate it. Movement is medicine. All right, Brielle, got this question for you. A lot of people don't know. Does weightlifting burn fat? If people don't really know the answer to that, they will also not know the answer to the first part of my question, and they probably won't like to hear it either. But it's important to keep in mind that you cannot spot reduce fat. A session of aerobic training may burn more calories than a session of strength training at the same duration. So if you do 20 minutes of cardio and 20 minutes of crunches, you're probably going to burn more calories from that cardio session. However, increased muscle mass leads to a greater basal metabolic rate or BMR, meaning you'll burn more calories at rest over time because lean muscle mass requires a lot of energy to maintain. So not strength training alone, but of course, nutrition plays into this. You'll want to obviously do some aerobic exercises and just not focusing on the areas that you think you need to spot reduce because we can't do that. What are your top dumbbell exercises? A well-rounded full body routine with dumbbells could include walking lunges, RDLs or deadlifts, um, bent back rows, bicep curls, tricep kickbacks, shoulder press, chest press. 
And then by simply switching the position of the dumbbells, either, either if you have a neutral grip with your palms facing in or a supine grip with your palms facing up in any of these exercises, you could add variety to these exercises as well. And, and two, where you're loading the weight. If you have something down low, if you're putting it maybe between your legs for a squat, you can also hold it up by your chest to make it a goblet squat. So just where you're loading the weight can play a role as well into the variety. Did you say goblet squat? I did. It's my new phrase, <laughs> goblet squat. Uh, do you have recommendations how to choose the correct weight? Yeah, so I always recommend to start low. It's easier to slowly increase weight than it is to pick up a weight that's too heavy and you'll either injure yourself or your confidence if you cannot do it effectively. So start lighter than you think you can do and then you can always increase slowly, maybe by two and a half pounds or five pounds, depending on how easy it felt for you. How do I know if I'm lifting heavy enough or overtraining? And is feeling the burn as I am approaching my last rep a good thing? Yeah, we use something called an RPE scale. It's a rate of perceived exertion scale as a guideline. And it's used often if you've ever been to a doctor's office. Well, how's your pain on a scale of one to 10? We use this in cardiac rehab for somebody's breathing or chest tightness. So we also use this in fitness. On a scale of zero to 10, with a zero meaning you are probably um, sitting on your couch existing, and 10 meaning your hardest effort that you can give, you should ultimately sit around an eight for an eight for strength training benefits. So of your two to four sets, that final set should feel pretty difficult to complete. All right, listen, I got something to say. Goblet squat. <laughs> By the way, what are the health benefits I get from all this hard work? Where do I begin? That is my area of expertise. <laughs> the next two questions we have here, I just know it. Ex um, enhanced muscle strength, endurance, power, increased bone, muscle, and connective tissue growth and resilience, improved communication between your brain and muscles, which is also important as we get older. We still need to tell our feet to move, I guess, as we get older, as our brain starts to forget. Greater blood glucose regulation, increased growth hormone, just to name a few. And based on all the things that you just said, I'm assuming that my risk for any diseases is lowered? Oh, yes. Exercise can help manage and treat many conditions. So we see a lot with arthritis, cancers, cardiovascular and pulmonary diseases and disorders, diabetes, osteoporosis, obesity, mental health, lower back pain, insomnia. And we even work with individuals with movement disorders like MS and Parkinson's disease. And we see a lot of success with those those groups. Brielle, we've covered a lot of information. Now I ask you, uh, what's your best advice for people who want to strength train? Especially for women, don't let the fear of getting bulky be the reason that you don't want to start. Strength training is kind of something that is a newer focus and women that are maybe in their 40s, 50s, 60s or older might not have been exposed to strength training when they were younger. But don't let the reason of how men look when they are in their hypertrophy stages be the reason that you don't want to start because it doesn't have to be that way. You want to take your rest times in between sets and you want to keep every single repetition intentional. Don't let gravity do its thing, pulling you all around. Keep your resistance training slow, controlled on both the concentric and eccentric parts of the movements. Stay consistent. Know that your body is reaping the benefits, whether you can physically see them with your eyes or not. Do you have any tips for staying consistent with the routine and following through with post-workout recovery? 
Sure. The biggest thing I can say is don't set goals that are ridiculous. Like I need a six pack by my Labor Day weekend trip if it's only August 9th. Set a large goal such as increase my leg strength by 20% by March 2023. And then you can set small goals along the way, like complete a 30-minute strength training workout on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday of this week. And then at the end of this week, you'll be like, oh, I worked towards my goal this week. I can check that off. Now onto the next little goal for next week. Don't rely on motivation because we won't always have it. I don't have it a lot, especially in the morning if I'm trying to get my butt out of bed. I I can't say I'm relying on motivation. I have to find that self-discipline deep within. You have to dig for it and you have to let it carry you through. And that'll actually transfer into other aspects of your life too. Um, Jess Sims from Peloton says something and it's always stuck with me. It's how you do something is how you do everything. And that really goes back to that self-discipline concept. It's also really easy to get intimidated by what others are doing in the gym, but you can't compare. You just have to start and you just have to focus on what you are doing to better yourself. As far as that post-workout recovery, you'll want to stretch for five to seven minutes, refuel your body with some carbohydrates and protein. You want to drink your water. You want to stay moving. And of course, in the summertime, especially in the heat wave that we are in, a nice dip in the pool after workout always feels really good. I, I almost do the exact same thing. I go to a fast food restaurant in the air conditioning and have a fried chicken with ice cream. It's practically this is what she just said. That is almost exactly what she just said. Uh, we got to ask you though. We know you have a you're 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 met, you're motivated to do what you're doing. What is your complete workout routine? I personally work out every day, but I keep four days consistent in my routine. Those are the four days that I know I have the time for. I'm at the right location for like on Tuesdays, for example, I'm at One City Center. I like my leg routine there. So Tuesdays and Saturdays are my leg workout days. Those are the times where I know I can dedicate the time and energy to my leg workout. I teach cycle class on Thursdays and Fridays. So I don't like to lift legs right before that. So that's kind of how I landed on the Tuesday, Saturday situation. I generally, but not always will follow my leg workouts with a back workout the next day and add in some accessory movements, whether it's for shoulders or biceps or triceps. And then the other days I kind of are like, it's a free for all. I either fill them with lighter strength training or a two to three mile walk with my dog. I find walks to be very therapeutic. So I do 15 to 20 minutes of a walk each day, even if it's just around my neighborhood first thing in the morning or after dinner at night. And right now, especially because that's when the sun is not up and beating down on me. So those are the times that I enjoy. But I also like the early morning workouts because I just feel really energized and focused throughout the day. And I don't have all day then to talk myself out of a workout if I waited until after work. But as far as my favorite strength training exercises, I always incorporate my compound lifts, which are squats, deadlifts, lunges, back rows, overhead presses, bench presses. Um, But to keep them feeling redundant, dreadful, I switch up the variations of each lift with the type of equipment that I use or how many sets or reps I complete. Mike, notice how she didn't say goblet squats. Yeah, that's a great word. I love goblet squats. <laughs> You'll get a lesson Brielle, after this. You- I love it. <laughs> Brielle, we appreciate all the information that you shared today. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, to learn more about LVHN Fitness, visit lvhn.org slash fitness. And remember, be safe, be smart, and be the healthiest you.